Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 155 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbardton. And who is building bases with me tonight? Uh, we got Vincent Goodwin from the Some of My Friends Read Comics podcast. And my name is Cody, and I have a 20% increase in direct podcasting damage. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome. This is your first time on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's it's great. Uh, it's great to uh, be podcasting with you again, Michael. And uh, th- this is a the the topic of this podcast uh, really intrigued me, and so I was very excited to re- replay this game and and actually get to talk about it. So we're going to be talking about Advance Wars, the first one, which came out back in two thousand and one. Damn, North America for Game Boy Advance, made by Intelligent Systems. Yeah, which has not been re released actually to this day. Uh, did it come out on Wii U? I feel like I bought it out on, on the Wii U. Was it on Wii U, U as a download from show on my Yeah, on their, on their virtual console, they they had it as one okay, of the games good. you could play. I get upset when Nintendo, which is notorious for, doesn't re-release anything. Yeah. This, this one, this one, this one has uh, is, is got a, a weird storied history because, uh, yeah, they did release it on the Wii U. The Wii U actually surprisingly had a pretty good GBA robust library. Um, it had like Fusion, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Zero Mission. The Mario and Luigi games. It was it was pretty good. Arson, that is cool. Yeah. yeah, you could you could definitely play a lot of games on their virtual console, which is I mean shocking considering how badly the, the Wii U did. But like it, it was really cool that you could play advanced as well as some DS games. I don't remember how many of them uh, actually ended up on the store there from from the Advanced Wars series at least. I, I know the at least the first one, but mm-hmm. uh, they they definitely had a, a good mix of uh, DS and uh, Game Boy Advance games. That makes me happy when games end up getting re-released. And, you know, even if it's just a port of the same thing, I don't care. I'm just happy to see it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of like that, though. I'd, re- I'd rather just have, like, the ROMs. Just put the ROMs and make them easy to purchase and, like, with some safe states and then call it a day. Like, I'll, I'll buy it. I have every ROM of every video game known to man. But it's nice to, like, like, at least you gave me an official way to do it. You didn't futz with the game. You didn't do anything. You just gave it to me, and I'm happy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very big about if I... If I can buy the game in some way digital for cheap, I will go and buy the game. I may still play the ROM just because, but I will at least buy the game. So I did it the right way. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a it like I mean, I have it on my you know, a modded 2DS, a homebrew 2DS. But uh, it's it's uh, actually I, I wanted to ask you guys about this because the art style in the new Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp that's now pushed, I guess, to April, uh, they what do you guys think about that? Because one of the, I think, most striking things about this series is the art style. Mm-hmm. And the the animations, like the hand-drawn stuff, I feel like looks beautiful and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And But the in-game stuff just looks like very, uh, uh, like those ads you get for, for iPhone games. <laughs> it, it looks it, very it, I think it just Yeah, it's just very bland. It's like, oh, this is an airplane. This is, a, this is an infantryman guy. And I don't know, it just, I, I'm very disappointed with it, unfortunately. I, I, I think Advance Wars threads the needle of its art style so well that everything is like visually distinct despite being what, like eight or 16 pixels tall. But, but, and, and the way forward, who's developing the remake, like, and their 3D has always been kind of scattershot for me. Like DuckTales Remastered looks kind of gross. And even like Double Dragon Neon, like the colors are nice, but the models are gross. It, it kind of loses its charm. And I've been looking back at like the rest of the Wars series and you can kind of see like it's very utilitarian, uh, looks a lot like old Fire Emblem for like on the Famicom, the original Nintendo. And then when the Super Nintendo comes around, you get this beautiful pixel art and I really like it. And they're really easily distinct. Like, OK, that's the dude with the bazooka. That's the thing that takes down planes. And then the art style, I felt like by the time they got to the final DS game where they did the like 
Mad Max post-apocalyptic view. Like I didn't know <laughs> what the hell the the characters were. I couldn't easily recognize uh, them or distinguish. Like that's that type of helicopter versus this type of helicopter. The way that like Advance Wars and I guess two and then the DS one, the first DS one. Like they just thread the needle perfectly. They're like I can easily recognize that art style, and it's pretty and cute and not like grimy or gritty. It's it's a weird line that they thread, and I really like that art style. And the new one's kind of like here's some 3D models. I agree with you. I don't like. I didn't see it until today when I was looking up the videos for Reboot Camp. I didn't like the style of it. I really like the original style of GBA games. It's something about the pixels. It just is cute, but it's still it just fits right. I don't know what it is exactly. Uh, well, and that, that's the weird thing. Going back to things like, why are we remaking this? Just throw the ROMs on. They're perfectly good. Like, you, this is the first time I'm like, this doesn't need a, a, a coat of paint. Like, this is no, fine. there's nothing wrong with these original games. I think they look perfect for what they are. There was nothing you need to do with them other than just re-release them. But, you know, people like 3D models. I mean, again, it's a turn-based, it's a turn-based strategy game where you use units like you didn't need 3D models to show them shooting each other and stuff like that because you can turn that off somehow, too, I think. I didn't, but I think you can. Yes, you can. And but I, I do think that the you know, the art is like you said, having those animations of the tanks rolling up and then kind of like how they shake when they stop, you know, like there's so there's such great detail in these. And even though it is, you know, a, I don't know, tw- just over 20 year old game now, 30 years. No, it's, it's 20 years. But like it's it's such a beautiful game. And, and like you want to watch those animations, even though it's the same thing every time. I don't know if I'm going to do that on the Switch version. I'm still going to buy it. I just won't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch the animations most of the time, except for some of the final missions when I was getting butchered. I couldn't watch them. I had to just put it on fast forward, put my phone down and not look at it because it would upset me for some stupid reason. But that was just mainly the last mission. Yeah, the last mission. But but we're jumping to the end. No, I just well, just give me an example. I also played this on my phone because it's nice and simple that way. And it's a perfect Mm -hmm. game to play on your phone. Right. I think we were, t- we were talking before we were recording, like, because th- this franchise has been dead since pretty much 2008. And yeah. I feel like, you know, Cody, you were saying, like, this could have fit really well on the Wii U with the touchscreen and, like, the dual screen to, like, see watch things. I also think it would have been a really easy move to to mobile, like, as part of Nintendo's mobile strategy, like, to compete with, like, Clash of Can- Clans, or not compete with, but find a similar audience to, like, all the war games that are on phones, because it's, like... It could be asymmetrical chess that you just send to your friends like a words with friends game. It work really easily. You're not wrong. I agree. I mean, they put Fire Emblem. They do that little mobile game of Fire yeah. Emblem. Why not do this? Well, because you can't get sexy, sexy ladies to hang out with you. <laughs> but there's worse. no sexy ladies in the Pikmin game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They'll put I don't think that Pikmin game I mean, is like, very well. For, for me, at least, no kink shaming. If you, if you find your Pikmin attractive, you know. <laughs> That probably, okay, you know, that probably, well, also, Advance Wars was made by the same company that made Fire Emblem. Uh, the only reason we even got Fire Emblem because of the Advance Wars 1 and 2 did so good here. I think that it, mixed with, yeah, Smash Bros. having Roy and Marth, and then I think Advance Wars is a little more of a palatable uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um Because I, I was interested in Fire Emblem because of Advance Wars. I'm like, oh, it's another war game that's that's mixed then with, like, Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics with having, like, permanent content. But I, you know... And like, you know, characters that like she carry through, which this game is more in like the Starcraft or Warcraft uh, one and two mold where you basically base build and you have your military from the beginning and you don't have like hero characters necessarily. Because you just have units like that's the thing with this game is you build units. There is no leveling up. There is no 
I mean, you do have COs, commanding officers, that you play as that are characters that have different abilities, sort of, but that's the only real difference. You don't have, like, when it comes to, if you think of, like, with Fire Emblem, you have, char- you have your characters that level up themselves as they fight, where in this game, you don't have that at all, which I'm fine with, Ashley. Like, I, I like the style of the game that this is just fine. It actually, like from a design perspective, it's it's a lot easier to do. Also, I remember listening to some guy who was trying to make like a, I think it was the guy who made Skulls of the Shogun, which he ended, he was going to make it like Fire Emblem that had like characters that you leveled up that you carried over into missions. And it just ended up being easier, like doing the Advanced War style. It was like, I know what my player has going into every mission. Because I would get fucked in Fire Emblem if I just like did not have an answer for like an archer. Because my whatever thing on that triangle died two missions ago. I would just be fucked in Fire Emblem. Like, there was no coming back from it. And at least in like Advanced Wars, it's like, here are your eight characters. You're not going to be able to build anything else in this mission. Fucking figure it out. And I really like that kind of like chess puzzle model of the Advanced Wars um, pieces. I like that campaign strategy. Yeah, actually, I, I was going to ask you guys about what your opinions on that were, because I, number one, I'm not very much into uh, RTSs. Advance Wars has a special place in my heart, uh, not only because the Game Boy Advance was kind of one of the first consoles that I had and had a game that I could play like with my brothers and friends, you know, because you could just you could play a game and just pass the, the console. Mm-hmm. Um, but this actually kind of reminded me of a like it was like, well, what about this like caught? it for me you know because like number one you know uh like vincent was just saying you know you, you have to like plan like what types of units you bring in and those types of units level up in this one you know it's it's kind of more like starcraft you know you just make your tanks and then send them out but at this time i was actually kind of into rts's because there was another series on the game boy advance the tactics advance series that mm-hmm. i that i played a lot <laughs> of and they're not highly regarded in the Final Fantasy uh, hierarchy of of games, but you know it's it's weird that RTSs were just kind of like a really good fit on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that that's the thing is I was absolutely like I'm not so much any anymore, but I was absolutely like all in on Warcraft two and Starcraft in ninety eight to 02 time period. It was like, and I, I the dream was to get something like that on my Game Boy Advance. And there was a game that never came out in America called Napoleon that was teased at Game Boy Advance launch. I think it came out in Japan and maybe Europe that was actually straight up an RTS. Like you moved things in real time. You built armies. But and, and the thing is, the GBA's cool thing about it is it could pump out a, a ton of sprites at the time. Choo Choo Rocket was a good like demo of like we can play like hundreds of independent sprites all with independent AI working at the same time. So I was like, the GBA can do this. We can get like StarCraft 64, like, right. And and they didn't. And I, there are RTSs like on the DS and they're all right, like Final Fantasy 12, Revenant Wings. But and so I was just like any type of war game, RTS game, even if it was turn based, like Advanced Wars, like I was like all in, like this is what I wanted in 20 years ago. I've never heard of this Napoleon thing until just now. I'm looked it up. It looked kind of cool, by the way. Anyway, yeah, I, it, apparently, it, apparently it sucks. But um, but in <laughs> screenshots, it looked like screenshots in 2000 when I'm like looking on like Planet GameCube and like IGN. I'm like, oh my god, this game's gonna be amazing. It and Golden Sun and Advanced Wars are gonna be my games. And so this is actually I got this game for. Uh, it actually came out on 9/11. The this game, and so. I remember that Christmas, my mom didn't want to fly to my uh, grandparents' house in Indiana. So we ended up driving from Texas to Indiana over Christmas, and I got this game for the drive. And so this was just like a, like a long, long drive in the back of my mom's van 
um, all the way up to Indiana. And that was that was my game. And I got it until I got Advanced Wars. I beat Advanced Wars. I got I got I'm sorry, I beat I got Golden Sun for Christmas. But um, it was Advanced Wars and Golden Sun and my parents assisted living home, just hanging out with old people and showing them my video games and watching Christmas Story and taking breaks to go see Fellowship of the Ring twice. That was my Christmas. It was a great Christmas. (laughs) That's an excellent Christmas. Mike, did you play it, or is this the first time you played this game? Um, I've actually played this game three times. Wow. Or three times in more recent memory. I played this. I never had a Game Boy Advance. For some reason, I completely skipped that generation. I actually got this game the first time in in emulation. This is one of my early emulation games when I first got a brand new computer that could run Game Boy Advance at the time. Yeah. It wasn't a brand. It I had a really shitty. I had an older computer that worked really well, but when I started, it couldn't run stuff like this. This but, would be great for emulation though, too, because like I didn't have like controllers. We were trying to play NES games with, like a keyboard. <laughs> yep. And like and like like frame skippings and weird latency issues on like Super Nintendo ROMs. This would be perfect for emulating on a PC. It was. I mean, I had a blast playing this. I I remember when we found it. Both me and my friend would take turns playing it. And we both played in our respective computers, but we also then what we would do, we would get together and we would play together. Like we we both beat the game, unlocked all unlocked all the extra missions because you can earn coins as you beat missions to then unlock different maps. And we would just sit there and play co-op together. We'd like to do a team fight against two other people and then switch control and then pass the computer. The key, we just play my keyboard. So we just move out of the way. Another person plays. Awesome. It was it was great. Then I played it again. About a couple years before this podcast, start, about a year before the podcast started, I beat it in like two days, and then I played it again for the show. And I, I just, I always liked this game. I can't. It, it's such a good game. Yeah, it, it's definitely like all of these games look great. I, I, I stuck with the series. Uh, I definitely played Advance Wars Two and uh, Advance Wars Dual Strike for the DS. Uh, when they went to the weird kind of hyper realistic style in Days of Ruin, I wasn't as interested in in it. And also by that time, I had kind of. You know, I was graduating high school, and so I had uh, less time to devote to my uh, beloved Game Boy Advance. And uh, yeah, I kind of had other pursuits like my Wii, and you know, <laughs> I, had, I had to play uh, Metroid Prime Three, and and so there, you know, I had different gaming priorities. But the, I mean, these are all great. Um, they were a lot of fun in a pre-internet to uh, have have you know system passing multiplayer. Uh, the, I mean, and, and just being able to continue to unlock just different color uniforms like was super cool. Well, the one thing that, that also was like the fact that this game isn't hyper realistic, like the graphics are not like that. The game itself, even though you're you're a war game, they make it seem friendly enough in a way. Like one thing that I always got to kick out because I'm a history buff is that the different you have four different nations. Mainly you have Orange Star, Blue Moon, Yellow yellow comet and green earth and i like how some of them like green earth for example those are freaking german helmets from world war ii mm-hmm. no question those are german outfits i'm like i i know what you're trying to pull here and then when you look at kanbei which is the first one the yellow comet those are 100 percent japanese mm-hmm. from world war ii and, well, and, and yeah I, I know that apparently the super famicom wars they actually one of the ceos was hitler ah, okay they, that's they, cool they, they, they smartly cut him but, but the COs have like this weird like bit of charm to them because like everybody you're fighting it'll be like I am Kanbi I'm the bad guy and I'm gonna fight everything like that and then he'll be talking to his daughter and his daughter will be like Dad you got to remember to do this and like I'm in and then he like Leroy Jenkins into the battle and you're like Ah Kanbi <laughs> even though I'm beating him he's you know and he's strong he's still kind of dumb and so it really works like by the end at the end of the game spoiler alert you team up with everybody and you get to control them and it's really cool and then the sequel. 
you get to really jump around and be with the other CEOs. They're like not like huge dicks. They're like fun, lovable assholes that you get to team up with. It's 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 a weird again a, a line that they just thread so perfectly. I think in this game and the second one and the second one. No, I mean, these you're, CEOs. You're one hundred percent right. Like that's one thing that's so interesting about this game is that it's not as violent as a war game would be normal normally you would feel or as dark like even i mean like all the ceos are very friendly in, in different ways and it, it's cartoonish which works with what you're doing somehow like you know yeah, it mean, should there, be a lot little, more horrible a, what you're doing there's a few dark things like like sonya will be like i was testing out a theory and that's why we had to fight all these missions i'm like dozens of people died for you to test out this theory sonya but the game doesn't dwell on that um but i dwelled on that that's funny, but no, it's just that's just how the game is, and it's very interesting. Like that, like I, I, I love just the way that the different seals are, that they have these personalities, and how like the story starts off with you, like you have a whole set of training missions with you, which you can skip, which is you trying to take back. Wait, you can country. skip that? You, you can, can skip, skip those by going to the last one, doing the last one. Yeah. Past no, no, don't yeah. tell me that. I had to I did play all through too. all those damn missions. <laughs> I read online. You don't have to. No. I did it like I played like four or five years ago and I went through all the training missions because I hadn't remembered how to do it. And then this time I started and Nell's like, do you know how to play Advanced Wars? And I'm like, yes, I do, Nell. And she's like, she gave me all the training missions. I'm like, oh, shit. I guess it was one of those like, you know, answers where either way you're still fucked. And I played the last one and I never had to play another one. So Gosh, yeah, I like I, I feel so it's stupid like 13 now. Missions. It's like 13 yeah, missions. Well, I think it's they long. add story and they add good gameplay because even the tutorial mission, they'll tell you, OK, you need to do this. But she won't, after a little bit, she'll be like, ah, you're on your own now, and she'll leave you, and you have to kind of figure it out. I mean, yes, the, it's in your favor, but still, I think it's I think it's cool and add story of you fighting Olaf. I think it's mainly just Olaf you fight as you're trying to push him back out of your country. I'm hoping that the, the remake at least lets me skip the tutorial again. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I, that I remake looks like almost <laughs> one for we will, one. We will, we, will, we will see. I hope they don't railroad me into that. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's going to be Nintendo's the same already game. on. Nintendo's already on thin ice with me for not uh, having having uh, Xbox Live achievements as part of it. So if yeah. I'm not going to get an achievement points, international space bucks that don't matter, uh, th- I better like <laughs> at least get some some enjoyment out of it. So if if they force me through it again, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll uh, play it while watching something in the background, I guess. I get and it. again, this is a very similar to the first Fire Emblem that was on the Game Boy, where you also had like a protracted tutorial that then wasn't part of the main game. Because I don't even think you get the COs in 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 the tutorial, right? You don't get those um, till the first. No, you don't get Andy. You're just you. But uh-huh. no, you get no specialties, no powers yet, none of that. I stuck with Andy the whole game. I don't know why. It's exactly how I play an RPG. You give me the, the the first people to fill out my party are the people I stick with. I never switch people out. So I didn't play as Max or Sammy unless I absolutely had to. I'm kind of the same. Like the the three that you get to, that you start with that you have throughout the whole game. I for the when I beat the game the first time I stuck with Andy. Well, I mean for this playthrough, and then as I when I started replaying the game a second time because I was going through it a second time for this episode just because I couldn't stop playing. I was going through his Max because I found out I really like Max's style because one thing about him is his long range units, which are rockets and artillery, are useless because he has lower yeah. range. His tanks take out people much faster than Andy or Sammy, so I would use him all the time because then I could just put my tank next to yours and blow you up in one turn. Yeah, I was yeah, the like, opposite because I love long range. Um, that's how I like to to play. It's not not it putting anybody. Yeah, I only use them when the game makes me. If I don't, if I have a base, which not every level gives you a base, only some do. They're actually most of this game is puzzle heavy. I feel where you get X amount of units, 
this is your map, figure it out. Like you were saying earlier, right. that's mostly how this game is. Yeah. I did notice, though, because um, a lot of missions, especially later, you get to choose between the three COs. And some of the levels are straight up different. And some of them are like a hard mode version. Like there's one where if you pick Andy, it's this way. And if you pick Sammy, it's got fog of war on that same level against Eagle, which makes it way harder because he's got a lot of planes. So those are the kind of things that I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. You can do like kind of like a Star Fox style, like hard path. Yes. Also, depending that that does affect. When they have the mission where you get to choose, like you have you have different levels in this game where you end up fighting Green Earth for like three missions in a row. And it actually depends on who you use. If you use Andy for all three, you'll unlock Drake as a character you can buy once you beat the campaign. Or if you do it where you play as uh, Max or Sammy, I don't remember which one, one of them will unlock Eagle then for you to be as a playable character when you beat when you beat the campaign you can buy for the secret for the extra missions. And I never played those extra missions. Y'all were talking about multiplayer too. I've never played anything other than the campaign in any of these. I, games. I didn't even realize these things existed. For some reason, after I beat this game, I started doing all the extra missions. I just went one by one by one to start knocking them out. They're really some of them are really simple, but they you get to choose what CO you use and you fight whoever they choose for you already predestined. Like there's one level that and they're and they're very different style levels. Like one was very ocean based, so I had to fight Drake with the game and. It just they're very different. Like some, the people they'll have more bases than you have to start with. Like it's just how the, they they make it different difficulties, and they were cool. But then I just I need to stop playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> I had to move on. But I like that about this game. I liked how this, like you said, the CEOs are cartoony enough where it, it it takes away the the feel of war. You don't feel like you're just murdering Committing people. Committing war crimes. Yeah, it it doesn't feel as bad. I think. No, it feels like the, chess. Yeah, I think that the like because it's just a unit, right? Like, oh, it's just a tank. Like, you you know, in Fire Emblem, when you have when one of your characters perma dies, you know, that's forever and that hurts. But like with with Advance Wars, it's like, oh, I sent in an AA gun and it got blown up. Oh, no. You know, and, and I guess it kind of helps uh, uh, remove like a level of you know attachment. So it's, it doesn't feel as serious when you when you lose an APC or something like that. Or, or anxiety uh, on top of that, because, like, you know, I'm going to if I if I fuck up this person, I run into fog of war and I land in a trap in Fire Emblem because ostensibly I don't think I've said this enough. These games, Fire Emblem and Advanced Wars look the same. They control the same. They cut to the same battle screen. But with Fire Emblem, there's so much anxiety for me that, like, I'm going to fuck up and either I'm going to lose this person forever or I'm going to have to lose 45 minutes of progress. Every single turn is that way, and that's too much for me. As opposed to, like, eh, you know, let's go find out what's going on. Oh, we lost an APC. That's okay. And it's really funny because the game, I started figuring out, I think on this time, like, what the game tries to target. They love going after APCs. I do not give a shit about them. Nope. At all. They're cheap, and I don't care about them. So I, I, I make a fair amount of APCs just on exploratory missions to bait somebody into falling into my like long range or medium tank range or something. Yeah, they're they're a wonder like you learn how the game how the AI thinks in this game. I did the same thing. I would make an APC as bait and just throw them somewhere to bring people closer so I can murder them with my medium tanks. I'm like, he's only five thousand. He's worth nothing. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> murder him. But this is how the game works. There's certain enemies that they that they go Very after. Nice. More certain units that they'll they'll go after first that they just and that's the other thing. I think the unit variety in this game is perfect, where in two they add neo tanks and something else, I think. And I, I I have never been able to play two very far. Much as I love this game, I can't play two. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's a there's a mega tank that has three cannons on, on the front. It's pretty ridiculous. And it kind of adds to that that, you know, 
you could see that in the future, like possibly as you know, if if you were to like think of like a fantastical, well, what's the next step in a tank? Well, most tanks only have one gun. <laughs> um, and then you're right, like the neo tanks that they added in in the second one were were fun as well. Uh, I think for the most part, I played as Max because I just like, you know, oh, I could just slam down a bunch of tanks and it's like, OK, you guys have missiles and stuff. That's neat. I'm just going to swarm you with tanks. Yeah, because that's that's how I mostly played. I would just make medium tanks. Yep. And I would just send five, six of them at you and then problem solved. Exactly. I just, you know, make a bunch of infantry, capture a bunch of buildings and then just start pumping out medium tanks. That's Mm -hmm. that was my strategy for the most part. (laughs) That's another thing that's so good is that the way that you make money in this game is that you capture bases that are set up throughout the the maps that you're in. And then by capturing those bases, you get uh, 100 per base every turn. Which yeah. I mean, it's how you get your money. Or no, a thousand yeah. return. It's, sorry, a thousand. Yeah, return. it's still pretty slow though. Sometimes, like gaining resources, depending on how it works. Yeah, it, see, y'all, y'all do that. I did the opposite of like baiting into choke points where I'd put a medium tank, and then like I would kill whatever their attacker was down to like three, and they wouldn't attack my thing, and they wouldn't retreat it for some stupid reason, and they would just leave everybody behind them on the bridge, and then I would just wreck them with like my rockets and artillery on my long okay, range weapons. You played, you played different then. <laughs> the, the the AI wouldn't retreat itself, so it would just like l- leave itself there to like just be murdered. Yep, the AI um, does. <laughs> it, it for some reason it, it does do that. It doesn't move back. I don't know why, but it doesn't tend to retreat troops. I mean, if troops are injured, it will re- it will retreat them sometimes. But if they're not injured, it won't move them back. It will leave them right where they are. But but going back, like we have it, it's it seems like it's like a perfect mix of what the the, the different like characters slash whatever like units are in this game that I think the sequels like just by sequels you're like well we need to add something we need to iterate something but I don't feel like they they knew how to add to the formula we we got such a perfect like fully realized formula and part of that's because we this is either the the seventh or this is the seventh fifth, yeah the seventh or seventh or fifth wars game depending on how you count it wait maybe no you're right maybe it's advanced wars that was not advanced Wars, but fire emblem that was the seventh one that i'm thinking of yeah fire emblem is definitely seven but there was a game boy there's like famicom wars game boy wars one through three and game boy wars turbo but turbo is just like a a souped up version of game boy wars one and game boy wars three came out like a week before um advanced yeah they wars. Had, I- I read about that. Like they they pushed the they pushed the release of Advance Wars because they wanted uh, Game Boy Wars to like have a chance. Yeah, in Japan. <laughs> yeah, um, but we got it like a week after <laughs> Game Boy Wars three showed up uh, for Game Boy Color, I think. So we just got like this fully refined version of the game, like out of the gate, like with the units. Like they they cut like redundant units from the Super Famicom version. Things like the the a the UI was much better. Like. They didn't say they didn't used to have like how, what the health of the characters were or the units were on the screen, which are taken away for Sonya's missions. But that didn't exist until Advance Wars. Like so you had to like hover over to see what each character's health was. So like we got just like a perfectly fully realized version of this game that we didn't have to deal with like all of its iteration over a decade. And then I don't know where else they were going to go. So you can't add like more pieces to chess or Tetris without fucking up the formula. So, <laughs> we just kind of. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. I feel I also feel like a lot of this game is a lot more puzzle heavy than people realize. Like when, when the units and the levels where you have a base and you can make your own troops, there is a right way to do it. I feel I mean, my way worked every time where I just built a bunch of medium tanks and rushed you 
Except for a couple of levels. I played StarCraft. I would just wait 20 minutes, have like a, max out my armies, and then just ruin everything. That's how I used that's, that's how, how I played RTS. That's, that's how Teenage Me played. That's how, that's how I did it's not the, it. doesn't work very well anymore, but yeah, I played the no. same. Yeah. It's how I like to play my games. Yeah, but this one's much more puzzle heavy. And it's like, okay, well, I have to do this and I have to bait and then be very strategic. And that's why the Fog of War levels like messed me up because I just didn't know what I was going into. So you can't see shit. You can't see you can't see shit, although you can like cheese it. Like if you if you do like one exploratory mission and then reset when you lose, like there was one where I had to keep like one the the missile safe from Drake. And it ended up just me being hiding through the rivers because I knew there was nothing up in the in the top part of the map. Oh yeah, then for that that mission, I loaded my missile on a lander, and I just drove my la- I I had my lander just sail all the way into this hidden piece of coral in fog of war. Fog of war yeah. is where the enemy can't. Neither opponent can see the map except where their units are. All the units have a certain range, but if you're in coral or a forest, they can't see you at all. Yeah, unless they're right next to you. So yes. I would I I made like I made like a little thing. But there was no way for them to ne- get next to the coral, um, <laughs> and I just hid for ten levels. I'm like, this is not how I like to play this game. No, it's and, a it, it's a terrible mission. But I think that's the only way to do it, right? I don't think yes, you could, otherwise you will get massacred. Yeah, you can't so, you can't stay and fight. You're not meant to. You have to run and flee for your life. Yeah. And I think that that's where this game kind of this game can fall apart is if there's only one way to do something is, you know, like that's the but I, I got like a B rank on it. So I know there's got to be a better way to do that level. Uh, you lose less units. You load up the other lander with more units and then you protect both landers. Everybody died except for my lander and yeah, same with me. I mean, he was the only <laughs> it was only the rocket that survived. Everyone else was gone. But that's the that's, trick to it is try to not sacrifice everyone. The the tile system was actually really cool. And uh, I, I know that they had kind of used this in the Game Boy Wars, uh, the the previous ones. But the it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced uh, earlier, which was a similar game um, that kind of cared about you know vantage point so like if you were Mm -hmm. higher then you know your ranged you know attackers had better attacks and that one kind of took advantage of which direction you were facing in this game it takes advantage of well what type of terrain are you on and that gives you a certain defense status boost so like cities being the most uh cities and then mountains and then forest uh and then grasslands and then bridges i think but they uh, the I, I really enjoyed that because it's you know it's very simple you know you you see you know maybe a tank that's one that's in the grass or one that's in in wooded areas but you, that one's a little bit more damaged so it makes you kind of have to think well you know how can I get rid of the most you know uh, you or how how do you get rid of the most uh, bad guys and on top of that like you can't just move them and then like check the attack. You know, you have to kind of commit to it. So it's like if you move, you've moved, you know, you you have to move and then you attack. So it's it's kind of wild, like, OK, I have to try and commit to this and, and hope that this is the correct attack. I think you can go you can click to it and then hover over the like, yeah, you know, 60 percent. Then you press B and they can move backwards without committing. No, I, I agree with that. But uh, what I'm talking about is like after you've confirmed the move, mm-hmm. like if you've moved it and it's like, oh, shit, I should have. Oh God. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, you kind of have to push through with your, your decision. Like, Oh dang, I shouldn't have moved that. Uh, again, that happened a lot with the fog of war because I, I think it was Mike that said, you know, if, if you're, unless you're right next to, you know, the, the, the square of the forest, you can't see what's in the forest. So 
if you're moving a unit across a forest and there's fog of war, you might just get stopped and that's it. And you and you wasted your medium tank, your most powerful dude's like turn. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just like ran it like right next to uh, you know a mech a, a mech unit, and they're gonna destroy you next. Yeah. Round. <laughs> it's awful. That's what I think. When and this, but it works with this game extremely well. And one thing we haven't talked about is all the CEOs that you control all have different powers that they get. Like Andy has it as the, and you have meter that will build up as you get hit, and as you take out other units, this meter will fill up over time. And like Andy's power is called hyper repair, where he then heals all your units for two life, which really isn't that much, but. And they're also more powerful in that turn. Right. I, I like I I like the idea of the COs because they give like an extra wrinkle to the levels. Like I've been playing, you know, other games where you're like you're replaying the same mission over and over again. But there's like, well, remember, this dude has this CO has, you know, like Max has, you know, more stopping power, but like worse range. It just gives an extra like wrinkle or is one of the dudes has like an extra space of long range attacks. So, like, it adds an extra wrinkle, as you were talking about, like, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. The reason I hated that game was the judges that would, like, futz with the system. But now, in, like, retrospect, I really like is, like, it gives me an extra wrinkle. Like, you can't use swords in this mission. Like, figure out something different. It, it, it adds enough, like, change to your strategy to keep it more fresh and interesting than just, I'm fighting an army, and here's another army. Because the COs have, like, like inactive powers as well as active power. Yes, like, oh, for example, one of my favorites is Kanbei is his units are stronger than most other people's units, but they cost more money. Oh, really? And his power is just called morale boost, which just makes his units a freaking tank for a turn, where they just massacre everyone they attack during that turn. And, it like, Max has a thing called, I forget what his is called, even when I saw it, you know, dozens of times, but he makes all his units hit harder. And Grit, one of the uh, Blue Moon CEOs that you fight, his power, I forget what it's called again, but it gives his unit, all his long range units can shoot farther for a turn. Yeah, I think just by default they also get like one extra space. Yep, they're also all farther directly from Advance Wars too. Yeah, yeah, they're all farther. That's that's what his specialty is that he's a long range. And and like story wise, he's so cool because he's like, I used to be with Orange Star, but now I'm not. We hate you, Griffin. Like, like, yeah, or Grit. I don't remember his name now, but like I remember <laughs> like you know like they're still like I used to be with y'all. Oh, that's Andy. And like everybody would just, I, I love how the game shit talks Andy so much. Yes, it does. That everybody, everybody's like, we hate your character. You suck. Vince, why are you hanging out with him? Because I <laughs> made my name. As, as, as well, and, and you find out, I mean, they don't really say it, but they kind of hint at it that Nell dated Grit or something at one point. Yeah. And I, I think was all Olaf, in. I was a teenager. I was all into this. I was all into the drama. The good story, I think basically. Olaf was also from uh, your orange star also at one time. I think. Yeah. It's fun. Andy is like the the stereotypical like tryhard kid that's that's in basically every anime. He's basically Ash Ketchum. Yeah. And it's, it's so I mean he's you know he's just like yeah I want to learn how to do all this stuff and it's gonna be great and it's best. like yeah basically yeah. and it's like okay kid calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but the the men are talking. <laughs> they they give him so much shit throughout this game too. All the see all the enemy CEOs do. But again, in that like charming way, it works. I don't know. I understand how it works so well. It is so easy to screw up and they don't. I mean, it's just that's the charm of this game that they made it work well. And the other CO that you have part that's part of your main army is Sammy, who I did not use at all during this. Her specialty is her troops capture a little bit faster mm-hmm. and they travel. They move a little farther, but I don't use troops except for capturing bases. And so yeah. There's some she's really great for levels where you're just like, I'm cheesing this. Like, I'm just going to go for the base. And and, oh, yeah, like because it takes two because you can win almost every level by just taking over the enemy's base. But it takes at max health 
two uh, two turns in order to get this. And most games are done. Most levels are done within like ten or twelve turns. Um, so it, it is time consuming. Uh, but if you're not at full health, Sammy has a multiplier that makes you almost like full health for the capturing, so you can really cheese the game. Um, you know what she doing. does is it, it's all units have start out with ten health, but as they get damaged, their health goes down, and then they become much less effective. Like for troops. If they're not at full health and, you know, it takes 20 to capture it and they normally will capture 10, then it will only be, like, they'll capture 5. So you got to wait another turn to hope they don't get massacred. But with Sammy, they can get broken down to 5 they can still capture it because they do 50, they do double for capture. I think it's 1.5, it's 1.5, so I think she does, like, 7. Oh, yeah, 1.5, you're right. She does 15 on if you have health of 10. And then but she yeah, does 10 still- if you have 5. Yeah, she's she's great, though, for for that. But her levels are also harder. I don't, I didn't use one. her. I was going to, because that's how you unlock Eagle, I think. She's somehow related to Eagle, I think. I, mm. I can't remember. There's a bunch of little story hidden in this game that isn't really there, because it's not what... I mean, there's a story. The whole idea is that you're part of this con- uh, army, Orange Star, that got attacked by Blue Moon. But as you progress through trying to break out a Blue Moon, you find out that Orange Star started it, but you guys didn't actually start. That's why everybody hates Andy, because... There's a clone of Andy running around as part of this other group that you didn't know existed that's fighting all the continents. And that's why Green Earth and Yellow Comet and everyone's trying to fight you because you already attacked them, even though you have no realization that you did this. You're just trying to travel. And then that's revealed fairly late in the game. Yeah. A uh, third to last mission. Andy times two. But I also like fighting like myself with the same CO power. I kind of like that idea. It, it is cool. And like it gets it's hinted throughout the game. Like there's a certain set of missions that you did, Vincent. That I completely missed. <laughs> yeah, that was because I, I played the game too good. Um, so they put you me on. They put me on the hard path. The, the Star you, Fox hard path. If you beat the Cambay missions under a certain amount of turns for all three of them, you unlock the Sonya missions, which I wanted to play, but I didn't unlock them. I got locked into them. They saw they they were like they were long, and I had to use a guide because I'm not good at the Fog of War levels. I'm good at <laughs> anything else, but not the Fog of War levels. There were three Fog of War levels, um, and they were hard. Yeah, they're hard missions. Yeah, they're they're cool. Um, Sonya, Sonya's a funny character. Mike, I was telling you offline that like I, I haven't played this game since I was sixteen, and I saw like Sonya. I saw Sonya's name, like, oh yeah, Sonya's hot. And I was like, all right. And then I realized that Sonya's like sixteen, which was age appropriate then, but now in my mid thirties <laughs> is not age appropriate. Which I was like, uh, now uh. you're now you're coming with us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, no, don't like this. Bonk, um, bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> Oh. Go to jail, straight to jail. <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> At least it was a fictional character, and it was from memory, old memories. My, my memory was like, yeah, and I was like, no. So I immediately was like, but Sonya is a fun character because she's. Hey, just, at like, least you were Doc Antle from the Tiger King, so you're okay. <laughs> if you, it's a documentary on Netflix all about him. You should watch it if you want. Oh, so is that what that there's so there's an extra Tiger King? There's a Tiger King 2.5. There's a Tiger King season two, which I haven't watched yet. And then there's a Tiger King three episode limited series about Doc Antle. Okay. And spoiler alert. He's a pedophile. So uh actually what's funny is I lived in Oklahoma about an hour away from that uh from where uh what's his name uh had his uh Joe. exotic and yeah, Joe Exotic. Uh so I actually lived really close and like it's funny. I, I never like met him, but like everything that I saw in that show was like, yeah, no, I like, yeah, that that makes sense for Joe. Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I knew, you know, it's because like I saw him like, you know, on local TV while he was when he was running for governor of Oklahoma and stuff. It was just it was wild that he was on the ballot. <laughs> It was pretty damn. Fun. I mean, it's funny hearing all like when I, I remember when that came out, you know, in COVID times, and it's just how much, like, just how much stuff that got on the news. 
with that show, how that show just blew up so much. So which hey, CEO is most like is most like Joe Exotic? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I got uh, none. I mean, I'm none sick. of them are that crazy or anything. So, you know. No, I, I think that that's the thing is like these characters aren't like characters, you know, like they're they're you know, they they take their world seriously. And, and I think that makes it uh, feel feel like important enough that, to care about. Uh, maybe maybe not like uh, it's not like you don't you don't care about these characters like Game of Thrones characters, right? Like, oh, no, uh, what's going to happen? So I, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, so I don't have a good uh, point of reference, I guess. But the like, I don't know, it, it, it feels uh, it, it's it's fun enough, but you care enough about the characters. Yeah, and that's why I think like the logical extension for Advance Wars 2 and the one the part that really worked for me is like, oh, now I get to play with all these guys in the campaign, like getting all the COs as part of my campaign because there's like and I think I, I can't exactly remember. Is it like non? I can pick between doing like the Orange Star missions or the Yellow Comet missions. In Advance um, Wars too, yes. Yeah, and that was that was the good coming home. Like that seems like this one's small. It's it's you know you're just this team, and then the next game it like really blows it out to have like all the other COs and like a lot more options and a lot more missions and a, a lot more. They they're my friends, and that that really worked really well. I think that that was a really cool extension into the sequel. Yeah, like with this one, you don't really have that because you're at war until the very end. I mean, they they hinted throughout the game that something's going on here, something's not right. But you don't understand why people hate you. I'm so disappointed by the villain. It's just it was like a it was like a it was like a it looked like a Deku scrub with a Nazi hat. Oh, Strum. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I mean, you're not wrong. He kind of does. Yeah, I, I think the, the story the story of two was a little bit better just because like when when you uh, I mean one had to happen so we could meet all these characters right and and most of them come back for for two. Uh, with a few exceptions uh, here and there. But th- I think having like kind of just a straight up uh, Nazi allegory to like fight against uh, was was uh, so much easier. Right. Like in in this one, it's like, yeah, we have to fight Olaf. But like, you know, really, Olaf isn't a bad guy. And, you know, in, in two, when it's when we have black hole, it's as the you know, the the consumer at black or uh, uh, the consumer at you know, bad guy, it's, it's so much easier to say like, Oh, Hey, you know, orange star and green earth. Like we're all on the same team and we're fighting against this, this unstoppable juggle knob. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. I also like how, in the, I mean, all the seals do come back from this game to the second game though. They add a bunch, but they bring everybody back. Oh, right. Yeah. They added more. They didn't take anyone out. No, though. not maybe in dual strike and things. And then on, I have, has I have like, never played like 30 COs. And they also has like tag team CO powers where you can like have two COs on your team. And you can use like one dude that like makes cheap units and then you could swap to Kanbei to make them stronger. Like you can kind of like supplement things. It's pretty cool. Someday I want to I want I want to play more of the series. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely, I'm prepped now. I'm like, I'm ready. I've, I played through this game. I'm ready to play Advance Wars 2 on the Switch. I'm just going to upgrade straight to that one. I was going to say, someday we'll be able to do that on this <laughs> on, on this five year old system. We'll we'll be able to play it. I'm so happy it's getting re released, though. It really does make me happy because, like, I had forgotten until we went back and played this game for the show how much I really like this game. Like, I love all the way the units work and how the COs work. I just, I just love this game. I've been chasing the high of this game for 20 years, like getting all the advanced war sequels, like stuff like War Groove and Tiny Metal. I got in a Fire Emblem just because I wanted more advanced wars. And like 
Didn't didn't really nothing has really satisfied the taste in like that moment of Advance Wars One for me. Like it's still like I think the the pinnacle of the series for me, even though like there's cool logical extensions in the sequels. And I I do want to talk a little bit about like the way that you make units because you can make air units, naval units, and land units, and you use different bases for each of those. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use a lot of the naval units, but they're not bad in this game. You have a sub, a lander, a cruiser, which takes out subs and other flying, and you have battleship. I was never, were you guys either, you guys ever big into using a lot of the naval stuff? No, because the, the at least the maps didn't really like cater to using them that, that much. Like, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, there's this river that I have to like go through. It wasn't, it didn't behoove me to like really do like a strong naval strategy, except for like the levels that forced it, especially because if, if there is an air strategy next to it, because the, the air units just can go anywhere. And like those bombers can really wreck things, although they have a good counter with like the missiles and the. In the advanced one. But no, I didn't I didn't do much of the, the naval stuff just because this game didn't really like lead to it. Yeah, it didn't force me very often. Um, and when I did, I just kind of copied copy pasted my make battleships and just, you know, swarm them the, like I did with make a whole bunch of medium tanks and just kind of shoot them at my opponents. So, yeah, if, if I ever had to, it was like, OK, just make a bunch of battleships and, you know, shoot them from from range. It's it's OK. We'll, we'll, I didn't we'll like battleships much. I'd make I didn't like any of the naval stuff much, to be honest. I couldn't I couldn't remember, like, how the counter system worked with them. Like, obviously, the subs are really good at, like, taking out the battleships, one, because they can get right next to them and two, because they uh, so the battleships can't attack back at them because they're long range weapons. And then you can kind of like hide them. But the cruisers were a good answer for the subs. But I didn't have a really good answer for the cruisers other than like trying to get a land unit to attack them or a battleship. There was no like good melee counter to the cruiser because the subs sucked against them. And that's that's the thing I really like about Fire Emblem. I think it's triangle of like what rock, paper, scissors of what's good against what is much more well defined in Fire Emblem than it is in this game. Like I don't. Did you know this game has a map editor too, where you can make your own maps? I did, yeah, but I never, I never messed with that. I never messed with literally anything outside of the campaign. Like I didn't realize you could. Ju- there was just extra puzzles to play. <laughs> I thought that I was all multiplayer for this. I mean, I didn't for this playthrough. Sorry, for this playthrough, I didn't screw around. But back when I found this game first time for emulation, and I was in high school, and we were freshman year when I when I got into this, my freshman year. So we had no money, me and my friend, and that's how we. So we played this game, like I was saying, nonstop. We unlocked everything because what else are you going to do then? You know, you don't have any money. Exactly. This game rules. I don't remember if I ever screwed around with the map editor, but I do know, like, I even when I was playing it for this for this episode, I really was having fun just screwing around with all the different uh, maps that you could do where you earn more coins. Like, I was actually having a lot of fun doing that until I just got, I just, I got busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what happened. I just had to stop. I'm like, I need to move. I need to start playing Sly too. Like I need to stop playing Advance Wars. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good I, problem to have. It is a good problem. It, it, I mean, Advance Wars is such a great game, and I think that the series uh, just continued to get better and better with each subsequent uh, iteration. I think they improved a little bit on some of the issues. Like we said, they, they, there wasn't a lot of anything forcing you into any naval combat, uh, which I, I think they did a little bit better job in, in future iterations and. It'll be interesting to see what they do to freshen these up a little bit because they, they're definitely excellent games and I think stand on their own, uh, the first one specifically. But, you know, I wonder what they're going to do to kind of spice it up a little bit and make it more modern, I guess. 
that that's the thing is like I don't know where the series goes from here. <laughs> like uh, like it's it it, it 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 did what it wanted to do, and I'm I'm very happy with what exists. And like, but at the same time, like I was kind of burned out by the time they got to Days of Ruin. I'm not sure if it was like I was welcoming the new setting because I felt burned out. Like because it felt like it didn't feel like each sequel was adding enough, and it was just like more missions. But I was I was growing less and less invested as the series went on, despite like the quality being pretty much there. So I don't I don't know what they do beyond this do you make a sequel do you let way forward make like another one that's like different do you just port the ds game my guess i don't know import the ds game yeah that's my guess or they just shelve it like f-zero and and just kind of go you know when whenever we decide uh that um, maybe fire emblem isn't selling as well as we hoped it would uh then we'll we'll dust off uh we'll we'll dust off advanced wars and and put it out a new one but it, it i'm Every time, like I, I, I mean, I think the Wii U is probably the best console. Or, uh, I mean, the 3DS would have been if if anyone gave a shit about the 3DS anymore. But I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Wii U is kind of like where they could have put it on a primary console, and they just kind of missed that shot. But I guess the Wii, the Wii U was just kind of a whole missed shot. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, the, the 3DS would have been perfect. They could have added like the um, the Street Pass maps for like map editing or oh have, like, god. Unlocked. Yeah, that would be so dope. rad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, design your own CEO or something. I don't know. Um, wow. I mean, just design your own maps. I mean, let people make maps. That would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, it would It would have been really sweet. But yeah, it's been 14 years since the last game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. And it's funny because like, I feel like this, this game sold America on the idea of Fire Emblem. And now Fire Emblem was almost like, now it's like, from the makers of Fire Emblem comes something similar. Come check it out. <laughs> so. I mean, it's kind of funny how, it, you know, in a way that is completely forgotten. Right. Not to me. Not to me. Um, no, not to me either. I mean, that's why I, mean, I love this game. This is one of those. Yeah. I also really like it was the, such a the, great time. I like the air units a lot, too. I don't use them as much. Even when I was playing this game, this playthrough, I, I try. You have a B copter, a bomber, a fighter and a T copter, a T copter being transport. I just never. Like, I like the bombers, and they're one of the most expensive units, but every time I make one, they just die. I didn't I, I was really, well, that, that was what the cool triangle was, is they would wreck, they were, like, one of the few, like, really good answers for, like, medium tanks. But then, like, the triangles, like, the, the bombers were good against medium tanks, and the only thing that bombers could really be, like, wrecked by were either the missile silos or the, um, or the, um, the or jets. The, I'm sorry, but the, the missile things, yeah. The uh, artillery things that had little guns. And then, but the tanks could wreck the artillery things, so it was a nice little triangle for there. And I, I like that risk reward there. I, I love the bombers. I love my little fighter jets and I loved what else was there. Yeah. And the copters were cool. Like, and the transport copters were fun. Yeah. It was, it was, it, it, it's such a good mix of units. I think like that, that first one is just like perfect for me. I also want to talk about like, cause the last battle, cause every mission in this game is kind of the same where it's all you versus the, you know, one enemy. But then we get to the last mission of this game, you would get, three different units join you depending on how you played. I think that's yeah. really something else too. It's you really cool. CEOs that join you and it's yeah. random. Well, not random. It's based on your decisions earlier in the game, who you get. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. It's not always the same people. It, it all depends on how you play. Like for me, I got Max on one side, which made me happy because he's my favorite CEO. And then I got Drake on the other side, which was, useless because there's no water in, the, in this in this mission it's like he's not, <laughs> it's not good you're supposed to, the best one you can get is eagle for that and i'm like damn it i want eagle that 
that last mission took me four or five tries where I had to literally use a guide and just copy what they told me to do to win it. Because I did not make it that far. <laughs> that's right. The last that's mission pretty, is really like everybody like trips in front of themselves too because like there's 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 like kind of like a choke point where you need to have everybody go through. But like oh well the the one CEO is like all of like all of his turns are wasted now they're blocking me so I can't move through them. Um, even though like it's it's not that idea like because you can walk through your own dudes but you can't walk through like on a normal mission but you can't walk through the other armies people you stop and it affects your movement and it even does that even though you're controlling three armies. And so that can really like mess you up. And and the other issue with that one is Strum's power is he shoots a meteor at the screen and takes out all the troops. He doesn't kill them. Brings them to two health. I'm getting it confused, though, because like my my memories also are like Advanced Wars 2, where I think there were like four corners was the final mission. So it was a little easier to 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 do your attacks that way. But yeah. Still a very cool like team up at the end. Like it's it's like the the suicide mission at the end of Mass Effect 2. But it, it was surprisingly fun. Like, I had to use a guide in the beginning that kind of told me, move your APC here, do this. And then once I got past the first part and I was able to kind of do my own thing, I was fine because it was just massacre him and I would just keep him down. Because, I mean, the thing is, with, with troops, the other thing about this game is that as you injure enemies' troops, if they're on their own towns, they're going to use their resources to have to heal them. So if you just keep damaging him just a little bit, we'll make him have to heal and cut his resources down. It affects their money, really? Yep. I Same with know. you two. Really? When you heal your troops, it costs you your money. Oh, shit. Huh. I mean, yeah, there's, there's there are so many weird and, and deep systems in this game that, like, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a very deep game. I mean, considering it's not that, like, it doesn't seem that complicated, it's a very deep game. Right, and that's what makes it, like, so appealing for, like, the Game Boy Advance. Like, you don't have much money. Like, and, and like a long trip like me, like this is this is my long drive from Texas to Indiana and then spending it all in the assisted living home. Like this was absolutely a system that like would carry me like through a whole week. Can I just like, say thank you for not calling a nursing home, sir? Oh, it was <laughs> it, it was great. It was my first time ever in an assisted living home because my grandparents like lived in a in a farmhouse that was built without electricity. So half the house didn't have uh, central heat and it was miserable. They didn't have cable. It sucked. I hated it as a teenager. And then they got the assisted living home. And I'm like, this place rules. It's carpeted. Everybody's nice. I'm talking to this guy, George, who, you know, we're watching Christmas Story together and playing video games. The food was good. It was warm. It was a great time. I had a great time. The reason I made that joke is I I work. I know you work at one, right? Yeah, I'm a sales manager at one. So people people come in there like, it's a nursing home. I'm like, no, don't say nursing home. This is not a nursing home. Like, that's No, they're perfect. They're they're perfect, too, because, like, basically, like, my grandma just needed somebody in case she fell and independent sure living facility. Medicine. Yeah. That's a little different. actually. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, they're a little different. Yeah. It's fun. It's just, it's just funny because when people say it now, it didn't mean anything to me back then. And now I'm like, ah, I get it now. Is this, is this a healthcare here, administration podcast now? It can become one. <laughs> We're going fast. So I'm like, Hey, let's add a little extra time on Why not? <laughs> But the thing about Vance War is just the way that the resources are. Like, when I play this game, I always take over every town I can, whether I need to or not. I could finish the level. But if I got you to the point where you're, the enemy's on the ropes, I will take every town. Just- <laughs> nope, wouldn't waste the time. If I didn't have a base, there was no town capture happening. I don't know why. I just, well, no, it had, to be, it had to be a base. If there's no base, I'm not going to bother. But if there's a base, I'm going to keep capturing all your towns, take all your money so you're not making any income. I cover up your bases with my units so you can't make more units while I just mess with you. 
even even if there's no way for me to make make new uh, items, I will capture every single one of your cities. Just hoard money like a dragon. You can still use it to repair troops, but I just I don't know. I always get a kick out of taking over their troops. I can't help it. It makes me giddy to be that asshole that took over your towns and took all your money and took over your bases and made you, you know, helpless. I mean, that's not the efficient way to play. Like, I just watched a speed run of this game where we've been talking. He beat the game in 45 minutes. No. Well, he didn't wipe out anybody's army. He just captured everybody's bases to win the game. I don't know how you do that, but okay. A lot of bait and switch. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of APC moving around and taking and putting and putting units that they'll go after Split and then drawing the them out. Kind of gaming the AI a little bit. And I'm sure he cut through the animations too, right? Oh, he had them all turned off, which I didn't even know you could until that video because I never did because I should have. Just like, as I was saying, when I played this game, most of the time I would, I'd let it play. But when I did the final mission, because it's such a brutal mission, and like every turn I would watch tons and tons of my troops just get massacred, I would literally turn it off so I didn't have to see that. I mean, it wouldn't turn it off. I put it on fast forward times eight and then put my phone down and let it play out and not look at it because it made me sad. <laughs> I mean, it was completely irrelevant, but it just it just made me sad to see it happen every time. I didn't want to see all my troops. It's so beautiful and detailed, though, especially for like you're not getting sprite and like sprite work and animation work like that detailed. I mean, it's for, until the GBA and like 32 bit, like it's really pretty. I like watching. I love how the city's designed. Going back to like an hour ago, we were talking about yeah, it's not going to be as pretty I mean, in 3D models. As a guy who skipped GBA completely, I love going back to some of these games and being like, man, this game was so good. Like, I wish I would have gotten to enjoy it when it was new. Yeah, it was, it was a time. I mean, but it's absolutely perfect as a PC game, as you alluded to. Yeah, I mean, it there's also Wargroove, which I don't think Wargroove War Groove is like, what, a spiritual successor to this game, even though it's not made by the same people. Right. And it's also like medieval as opposed to like modernish military. Yeah, like this was surprising that I don't normally like modern military that much, but mm-hmm. this actually worked for modern military. Like it, 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 it somehow fit the it fit the theme yeah. right. And then, and then there's Tiny Metal that also plays like this and has a similar. I wouldn't say art style because it's not, exact, but it's still like it's kind of like deformed, like cutesy military, modern military. I don't think yeah, it's Tiny, tiny Metal. It's almost chibi, almost yeah, like almost. it's it's very so close, very yeah. uh. Very like a mix of like chibi and like uh, traditional anime. It's it's very very pretty. This game is so fucking good looking. Uh, can I, I say fuck? I don't I'm like sorry. It. I've been cursing like a stuff a storm. Oh, it's fine. You guys curse. I do all the time in the show. I know Mike does a really good job of editing. So I'm if he if he was. I don't care. <laughs> I yeah, it doesn't matter to me. The show. I would never say fuck on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not family friendly. It's okay. I mean, how we covered Deadly Premonition, which is a game that talks all about rape. At one point, I had to put the freaking that was a fun episode. I, ju- I just put the explicit tag on my podcast and I don't even think like, did we curse on the episode? I don't know. We probably I know I do, too. I just put it on. There <laughs> like, you know, did we get into some we get into some if the game calls for it, we'll get into deep, into deep stuff. Yeah. Most games, thankfully, don't. But some do. When you have me on to discuss uh, Star Fox command for the DS, I will keep that in mind. <laughs> I never played it, but I've been tempted to. So okay, and I know now I know another game to who to get when I put that on here. Woo! <laughs> like I'm gonna do I Ninja coming up here just because Vince keeps talking about it. Hell yeah, I Ninja's the best. Sick. Never played it. I'm only gonna play it because I, he keeps I, talking. I'm, about I'm it. sure it's been the decades since I've replayed it. I'm 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 worried now. I've been hyping it up so much. That's oh, fine. It's not 2002, so we're okay. <laughs> this game's gonna be boxed. Very so sad when they accidentally box my. Oh, any last things we should say about Advance before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? We still got time. Do you have any last things that we haven't covered yet? 
I think the only thing that we haven't really discussed is uh, uh, when when your units get uh, kind of, you know, knocked down a few points and they're, you know, it's at five out of ten. Joining your units kind of like helps uh, set them up, you know, like re- like kind of helps heal them. So that's that's a fun aspect. Uh, it kind of makes you think about like how, OK, I could go in and get some shots with this tank that's at seven. And then I could join this other tank that's at five to it to basically put it back to 10. And, you know, it, it, it kind of adds a depth of strategy that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't ever utilize I've utilized it like twice. Um, but yeah, I, I like the option. I think there, if, if I exploited that, I could actually like use it really well. It's just something. So, I never do. No one should be surprised listening to this episode, but I play this game entirely on mute. So how are the sound effects and music in this game? I think every CO has like their own theme. It's supposed to be really good. But again, I was on mute, too. Oh, it's no it's really I mean, it's it is Game Boy Advance level audio. And I remember it because I, I played this game so much uh, with with my brother, especially. But it is it's really fun music. I mean, it's it's generally fairly good across the board. The explosions sound like explosions on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't really do anything to improve those a whole lot. Uh, you know, the, the Game Boy Advance is very good, but it is also very limited. It's it, it's good overall, I think. OK, I was just curious because I always well, I experience games wrong sometimes to for lack of a better term. <laughs> I always admit that, though, that I do play games wrong to the fact that I, I play so many things muted. And I know a lot of people that. consider that hearsay. Yeah, they do. But I'm like, you know, that's why I'm like, you know, like, oh, Final Fantasy has the greatest music. I don't know. I muted the whole thing. So oh, when I played six, one of the best games, Final Fantasy six, one of the best games are made. I play muted, but that's for reasons that I'm not going to discuss on here. But <laughs> there's a reason why things are uh, muted for me. Same with this game. But I just, yeah, I, I don't care. As long as I, I still enjoy the game, that's what matters to me. Well, I mean, if you're if you're sitting on the bus, you're not going to be blasting this. You know, it's it's I, I mean, not that you would see anyone running around with the Game Boy Advance these days. But, you know, I think most handheld games, you're going to be playing muted, you know, because if you have headphones, they're plugged into your phone or or to an iPod uh, to, to well, make this period specific. If you have a new phone, you're not you're not plugging any any iPhone any earbuds and anything anymore. That's there's true. No, there's no plug anymore. That's true. Forgot Plugging about masters. that. I hate that, by the way. Yeah, I, know I my, really uh, really don't like how none of these things have plugs anymore. It it really upsets me. Well, and, uh, oppositely, like my uh, right before we recorded, I noticed that my I, I plug a set of like normal headphones into this microphone to listen and it was in mono because my headphones had broken and i have luckily i have an extra pair but i'm like oh fuck i gotta buy another pair they are so hard to find good like corded headphones now that are like good but cheap it, the, the the market is falling apart on that side too so well, now, people don't now i'm just Andy ruining this podcast what's the <laughs> deal well, i can't buy a good corded headphone set anywhere so. oh god that movie still holds up <laughs> it still does by the way you were curious <laughs> But no, it's one of those things that always did bug me, but it's yeah. times. I'm also, I, I did not know this game was available on Wii U. It makes me happy to know that they re-released it in some aspect. Like, I'm I'm still just happy it's coming back because it, it deserves it. And one last thing I want to say before we go into questions is in the company that made this game makes a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Like, they have been doing so much stuff. Like, all the Fire Emblem games, they do the WarioWare games, the last game they made that came out. Well, it looks like it might have been WarioWare, get get it together, plus Paper Mario, the Origami King. They yeah, did Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like they're completely still around. I mean, and that makes me right. happy to know that they even though they're yeah, even though they're not involved with Advance Wars, they're still around. I'm happy. 
Right. They they did this. They they did Fire Emblem, which are very similar. They also did that. Um, what is it called? Not it's Codename Steam. Codename Steam. Yes, which, which I is like a mix between. Five dollars. It's um, it's Fire Emblem slash Advance Wars, but like behind the back 3D. It's it's not great. It's not great. I'm not gonna lie. It's weird though. Is Intelligent Systems kind of like Hal, uh, where they yeah. they they are like a separate company, but basically they only do Nintendo shit. Yes. But have constantly had a Nintendo contract for the last 30 years. Yeah. Um. Well, I know I know Nintendo like has a controlling share in Hal. I and I know that you know there's a lot of kind of cross pollination in there. But I and I know that Intelligent Systems has been used fairly heavily, uh, as mostly for Fire Emblem. But as you guys said, we had a couple extra uh, WarioWare and all that. But yeah, it's 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 kind of weird that like Intelligent Systems hasn't gone on to you know do something outside of Nintendo. But if Nintendo is giving you a bunch of money to you know to to do these games, you know, keep on it, I guess. Why yeah. ruin the fun? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the, the Nintendo uh, coffers of, you know, Scrooge McDuck, you know, full, <laughs> you know, full pool of money. Like, yeah, dive right into that. Right. And that's why, like, when uh, Nintendo bought, I think it was at Next Level, the Luigi's Mansion developers, it wasn't so much like that they were like looking to acquire developers, but the owners of Next Level were looking to leave. And Nintendo's like, well, shit, we depend on these people. So I guess we have to fucking buy them. <laughs> um, if they don't need to buy intelligence systems, but they have a constant contract with them, then. I think Nintendo's happy to have like a slight, slight um, separation and they don't have to like outright own them. And so I think that's what because they've just been a support team also for like R&D one and EAD like since the beginning. Like they've been around. I mean, I'm actually going to try to track down Super Famicom Wars now that we do this episode because I, I really want to try that now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's missing a few things. and It's got a few extra units. Um, I'm oh, my God. This is the same company that made Cubivore Survival of the Fittest. Yeah, Cubivore rules. We did, did you do Cuba before for the podcast? Yeah. Yes. I had that one. Don't we did it. The only reason we did it, Grolinger and I agreed to it. We got Jeff Cork from Game Informer fame. So <laughs> I got that game like when it was new. That was like, oh, yeah, that game is weird as fuck. It's weird. It was a fun summer playing that game. All right. I, any last things to say for the third time? No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> this right. is this is a fun game. Thanks for for uh, inviting me on to talk about it. All right, we're going to do questions, comments, or memories. I, I got a couple. I didn't get very many, and I also didn't post very often, so that probably played a part in it. Uh, first one from my Watch the Entire Overblood Super Replay. I got Walter Edie. I ended up liking Advance Wars 2 more, but damned if it wasn't hard. I never did beat the final level. I should clarify, I never beat the final level in the mode you unlock after you beat the game once through on normal mode. Okay, I have no idea what he's talking about, but all right. And from the official Laser Time community, where I met both of you guys, uh, I got a couple from Matthew LeGrave. I was first introduced to Advance Wars 2 from a friend when we were on a fifth grade school bus trip to D.C. At the hotel, he showed it off and let me borrow it that night, and I got really into it despite not fully understanding it and being terrible at it. I ended up saving my allowance for what felt like a long time until I could afford a used copy. I still had to use a game shark to finish it back then, but when I went back to it past summer and had a blast with it now and that I'm big in the turn-based strategy games in general. Days of Rune remains my favorite entry since it weakened the seal powers. It was always felt like the easiest way to cheese a game in prior entries. Okay? Yeah. And from... Lionel Miles, last one I'm going to read. Advanced Wars 1, 2, and Dual Strike was a lunchtime institution in my junior and senior year of high school. I got so involved that four of us that played sought out other kids to teach the game to and sick on one another like Pokemon. But up until I lost track of my DS, Days of Rune was my go-to time killer, and I played it inside and out. I absolutely adore the series and was happy to see the first two games poured with the Switch. So here's the question. If Big Boss was a CO, what would be his field of <laughs> second CO power be? I do not have any Metal Gear background, unfortunately, to to uh, to elaborate on that question. I do. 
I would say God. that his power, he could he could turn a troop to join him. Ah, that would be because that would fit Big Boss when you look at like Peace Walker and Portal Wops, and I think Phantom Pain probably also where he would yeah. fault on troops and have him join him. I mm-hmm. think his I think his CEO power would uh, be a uh, one and a half hour cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruin all speed runs. That'd be a yep. feel effect. Everything takes longer, so your troops do better because they're too busy. The other troops get bored waiting for you to fight. <laughs> yeah, when you when you move a tank, like it cuts to it cuts to two generals like discussing the cost of fuel, and <laughs> it's it's very in depth. I I think that would be very interesting. And his other question he put is he said, please apply that same question to the host. So Vincent, what would your field effect? Oh shoot! Well, now you're putting me on this on this yep. spot. My field effect would be yes, and my field effect would be to my ideal field effect would be to I don't even know. I would like to be able to cut all um, movement distance and obstacles out of the way, and uh, that would be my my ideal. Okay. Part, so I don't have to worry about like going over mountains. And your CO power? Oh, my CO power. That would be to smooch everybody. Just give them big smooch, <laughs> so then they don't hurt me as much. Okay. What about you, like Cody? <laughs> my CEO power, I think. I think my CEO power would be to like overanalyze like the 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 eighteen things that I have to do, and and do them all half heartedly, but celebrate really hard for the things that I did get done. Um, so I think units that survive would like uh, get high fives all around. I think would be in order and. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's pretty much it. It would just be kind of like dawdling mostly. <laughs> okay. For field effects, since I'm a cheap bastard, I would say all my units cost a little bit less but are weaker because it would fit me. And for CO power, I can convince enemies to join me for one turn because I can talk a lot. Ooh. That's Very okay. convinced silver tongue. But I, only I like one that. turn, and then they're like, ah, I'm done. Yep. I figure that fits more accurate. Big boss, they would join you permanently. For me, it's just you get to turn a, a small group of people to one turn. <laughs> That's what I got. Oh, and the thing that we didn't mention that I just thought of is that enemy, all your units have fuel and ammo that you have to refill by either going onto a town or getting murdered, does a good job of not having, not, not mattering or having them get filled up by an APC. Yeah, that was kind of one of the downsides of any of the, uh, the missions that you had to use air, you know, air units is you would just go and you would do the things that those air units would do, right? Like, uh, the, there's a there's a mission in the uh, tutorial where uh, you have a couple jets, but the problem is like they only have like a couple a couple helicopters and a couple jets themselves. So like once you kill everything, then they're just kind of there, and you can't do anything with them because all of their all of their air units are dead. So yeah, <laughs> it, it could it could kind of suck that you were just like stuck with all these air units to to just kind of I don't know fly around until they just fall out of the sky. Yeah, it didn't really become apparent that fuel even existed as like a problem until like my submarine started blowing up and my plane yes, just started you don't, falling out of the sky. You don't see it a lot except for a few things, submarines, jet on jets, for example, especially when they're useless. You just they just fall out of the sky. I mean it used to my advantage with the enemy where I would just bait them and then wait for them to run out of fuel and blow up. Oh. Yeah, I did do that in the, the Drake mission, that's true. If they could if they could make any addition, they could make it so that you could steer the airplanes into enemy units. Oh, I think that would be that would be yeah, pretty yeah, badass. That, that, yeah, this game like had a tenuous. Uh, I think it was it may have been pulled from shells at least anecdotally after nine eleven. Um, that would definitely not have been a good idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would got it pulled <laughs> for sure. All right, I think that's everything I want to say. So let's go to shelf stacker box. Shelf being something you really like, stack being something you're 
you don't want to shove it. You don't like it as much, but you want to have it around. You can replay it again and box me something you disliked. And I'll go first. This game is obviously going on the shelf because I keep talking about this game. I keep promoting this game to people. I'm going to replay this game. Am I going to buy the reboot camp? Probably not because I'm a cheap bastard and I don't care about switch, but I'm happy it's there. I'm, I just, I will play this game again though on my phone at some point down the road. I'll just replay it again and again and again because I have so much fun playing it. It is such a good game. So it's going to go on the shelf. What about you, Vincent? Definitely going to put it on. This is actually my first time I'm going to be putting stuff on the shelf and all of my appearances being on this podcast because this game rules. Um, I love it. I think of it fondly. Uh, anytime it's available for purchase, I will purchase it again in the hopes that they'll make more of them. And also, I just really like this game and having it accessible at any point. It's it's got a great art style. It's got a it's got that perfect balance of like combat. It gives me that RTS taste without being it's just perfect. It's just a beautiful game and I love it and I'm glad it's back. And yes, thank you for having me on here. I think I'm going to put it on the stack. Uh, I have very fond memories of playing this as a kid, um, but I'm afraid i'm a little trepidatious because with this new upgrade or this this re-release i'm afraid that they're gonna they're gonna uh send advance wars the way of chibi robo and they're they're gonna go oh well if you want more advance wars you should buy this one and it's like (laughs) well what happens if this one doesn't sell well do we just never ever get another advance wars and, you know, I'm I'm disappointed by certain aspects of this of this remake. Uh, I don't think the 3D models are very compelling, mm-hmm. but I feel like if I don't buy this, we just may never see another Advance Wars again. And uh, that that would be sad because th- these are fun games and, you know, you can uh, do a little couch co-op or uh, I guess couch versus, you know, with some friends and. It's it's fun to fire up for that for those purposes, but uh, I, I'm just not really into RTSs. So it's it is very good, but you know, so I won't I, I don't want to like uh, you know throw it in the trash or anything. But it's not quite shelf worthy for me. I don't think. Okay. Make okay. more <laughs> advanced wars. Yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna make any more. I think this is the end. No, it's I, I also <laughs> a fun trivia I just found out is this game was actually not released in Japan until after the second one came out because of. <laughs> 9/11 happened and then they didn't want to they didn't they didn't release yeah. this in Japan. They there was a pretty quick clip of these games. Like Game Boy Wars 3 also came out like in August 2001 in Japan and then Days of Ruin I don't even think came out except maybe it was like a Club Nintendo exclusive in Japan. But we got like them in like an 01, 03, 05, 08 and then two Wii and a Wii and a GameCube one in the middle there that are different. Like there was a lot of Advance Wars from 01 to 08. Was that five They were big into it and then they just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never played Battalion Wars one or two. I own Battalion Wars two, but I, I forget played. about those. Are part of the same? Those are RTSs, though. No, they are. They are They're like not. you control the units. RTSs. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, it's, it's like a it's third weird. person shooter. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's it's definitely it's, it's a little different. It's squatty. Also, I played it at E three two thousand four, and I I don't. It, it's weird. It, it's real time, and you you it's a third person shooter. But I think you can like also say like air units go here, or I don't know if you take over the air units. I don't know exactly. I own yeah, it. I, I remember that it was it was they, they did have to change the name because it was definitely not the same game. It's it, it was definitely more like Vincent said, it's it's you take control of the unit and then you act as that unit. So it's it's definitely less RTS and more, uh, I don't know, like active strategy game, I guess. It felt like it felt like brutal legend to me where you can yeah. control your units is the best I can say. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember when it was revealed at E three oh four, it was called Advance Wars Under Fire because previously the whole series was like Famicom Wars, Game Boy Wars, Super Famicom Wars, Advance Wars. 
I was like, how are they going to change this thing? Because are, are they going to call it GameCube Wars? And they did Wii Wars. Yeah, Wii Wars. <laughs> but it does have like Battalion Wars 2 with two tiny eyes. So it's B-W-I-I. So it's kind of got like B-Wii. It's how it's abbreviated. <laughs> of course. It's of course. But well, someday I want to try Game Boy Wars, though. Yeah, I, I know Jeremy Parrish did a did a Game Boy Works on uh, Game Boy Wars 2 for Game Boy Color. So you can check that out there. Oh, um, check that out. Mm-hmm. His videos are great. They are. Uh-huh. Much like my videos, it's plug time. <laughs> and Vincent, where can people find you at? You can find me on my some of my friends read comics podcast um, where we cover a a comic we should have covered. Um, that's like legendary comic work. We started the Age of Apocalypse recently. So we're oh. checking that out. And then we're going to be reading Hulk Future Imperfect in a few more weeks um, for uh, George Perez announcing his uh Sad terminal illness. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of George Perez over the next year. Just uh, just uh, to check out like all of his great body of work. And that's called Some of My Friends Read Comics. I also have a YouTube series called That Was a Game, where I check out spinoffs of video games is what I've been really into lately. So I did Mario Party Advance. I just posted that about a Game Boy Advance Mario Party game that I, spoiler alert, really, really liked. Even though it's really weird, you help multiple characters get out of gambling debt. It's a open world um, thing with quest givers. You help ninjas get DVDs. It's weird. I'm looking to do battalion. What? What game was this? I'd missed it. Mario Party Advance. What the Um, fuck? You go around around a board game and you help uh, a penguin get out of his gambling debt so he can get engaged to his girlfriend. It's weird. (laughs) It's very weird, but I'm about, I'm I'm looking at battalion wars. I've been circling that as like a, a spinoff, a forgotten spinoff of a a legendary franchise. I did like Wario Land earlier in the year. Those kind of, or Wario World. I'm sorry. It's a good series. That was the game. Okay. And Cody, do you have anything to plug? No, nothing uh, really. Uh, you can find me on all the social medias as not Cody Smith, N-O-T-K-O-D-Y-S-M-I-T-H. I am working on a video game project of some kind. I, I don't want to talk too much about it just yet because I'm still kind of just in pre- pre-planning stages for all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm working on something and, uh, you know, you'll see, I, I guess, at some point. If you follow me on all those places, uh, uh, you'll you'll hear about it. Okay, so go follow him. And if you enjoyed this show, we have tons of other episodes that we have covered. We do games, movies, comics. We went through the entire Infinity Saga of the MCU. So definitely go check all that out. If you can't find it, um, we are we should be on every podcatcher that you use. But if it only goes back so many episodes, Podbean has everything. Or use Podcast Addict or some of the other programs will let you grab all our old episodes. We have over 281 episodes at this point. So there's lots of episodes. Also, if you want to help out the show. For as little as a dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon polls. Every month we do different Patreon polls to decide an extra episode that we're going to do. Definitely go check those out. I'm going to add more in the future. So as little as a dollar, you can join us. You see the link in the show notes. And the other thing that I want to mention is we want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath Fury. You will see a link to her TikTok in the show notes. Definitely go follow her. She made our music. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely Go listen to him. He actually recently interviewed the author of 8-Bit Christmas. Oh, cool. That, that was pretty cool. You got to hold I need to watch that movie still. It's decent. I liked it. It can be a little... I've heard good things. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. It's essentially a Christmas story, but for kids of, for kids that were kids in the 80s. It's a good idea. It seems like a good... It seems like a, a slam dunk of like, as long as you make it cool and cute and nostalgic. I mean, that seems like I, I really like enjoyed it. Formula. It just has... I mean, if... I enjoyed it. it. Just there's a trigger warning for some situation, but without I can't really say because it's kind of a big spoiler. But other than that, Xanadu's yeah. in it. Affects Xanadu's no. in it. <laughs> other than that, it's a, it's a it's a good <laughs> film. So I, I I recommend it to people. All right, I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.